0: Hi and welcome to Youth Talk, a podcast run by Baptist Youth, where in each episode we take a different issue and think about it from the perspective of a Christian young person. In today's episode, we're going to think about the body. What does the Bible say about our bodies? How should we as Christians view our bodies? Each episode of Youth Talk can be found on YouTube, CastBox, Apple, uh, Spotify, and each of our social media platforms. (music) Well, in 2022, it doesn't take much for us to think about our bodies. Uh, we're arguably the most body conscious generation that recent history has ever known. Every time you scroll down your newsfeed on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook, whatever the case may be, every time you watch an episode of per- pretty much any program on Netflix or Amazon Prime, you can quite clearly see the value that society places on our bodies. Uh, you quite clearly see what society deems a-, a good body and a bad body. and We are, without doubt, a Society and a culture that are obsessed with the body. And uh, as you look around you, uh, even perhaps among your peers, you can see how obsessed we are as individuals about having a good body and taking care of our body um, for whatever reason. And so it really leads to the question as Christians, how should we view our bodies? What does the Bible say about our bodies? And so I really want us to see three things quite briefly about what the Bible has to say about your body, which hopefully will liberate us and help us as believers as we live in a world obsessed with self-image and obsessed in particular with the body. Here's the first truth that the Bible gives us, and it's this, your body belongs to God. Your body belongs to God. Um, Whenever I grew up, I used to have a lot of goldfish. Um, Our family seemed to get a lot of goldfish. Probably the reason we had a lot of goldfish was because we would kill a lot of goldfish. So every time we got a goldfish, after a few weeks it would end up dying and we'd get a new goldfish. And after a few weeks it would end up dying and we'd get another goldfish probably because we were quite poor at um, feeding the goldfish. We, we were quite forgetful and uh, always forgot to feed the goldfish and so it would die and we'd get a new one. So I wasn't very good at, at keeping goldfish. And so you can probably imagine my uh, my fear and horror when a number of years ago, one of my neighbours and friends uh, said, we're going on holiday for two weeks. Um, would you like to look after our rabbit when we're gone? And uh, they clearly hadn't heard about my track record of keeping animals alive. Um, so I kind of begrudgingly and nervously said, yes, I'll look after your rabbit when you're gone. And so they went on holiday. And for those two weeks where they were on holiday, I was so aware of how bad I was at keeping my own pets alive and feeding my own pets. I fed their rabbit like every hour, every hour I was out giving it food uh, to the point where they came back from holiday. that The rabbit had probably gained about 10 pounds in weight um, by the time they arrived home because I just fed it so much. And as you think about uh, my relationship with feeding my goldfish compared to my relationship in feeding my neighbor's rabbit they were very very different why were they different why was i so lazy and 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 bad at feeding my goldfish but so good overly good at feeding my neighbor's rabbit well the the reason is that that for the rabbit it didn't belong to me i was what we might call a steward i was guarding the rabbit on behalf of my neighbor and my friend Uh, it didn't belong to me so there's an extra layer of accountability i'm a steward and so that kind of changes my mindset that changes how i view um feeding this rabbit because it doesn't ultimately belong to me it belongs to someone else so I take more care and so the bible says that the same thing's actually true when it comes to our bodies our bodies don't actually belong to us they belong to God and so that changes how we think about our bodies because they're not ours uh, they're God's and you know we live in a society which pretty much brags about how we are the ultimate people who are in charge of our bodies you know we have slogans like my body my choice in other words you know I, I can do whatever I want with my body because it's mine Uh, But the Bible says that actually, yes, your body is yours, but it's not ultimately yours. Ultimately, uh, your body really belongs to God. And since you're a steward of your body, which ultimately belongs to God, um, it changes our approach. It changes how we view our bodies. It changes how we treat our bodies because it's not just my body, my choice. I get to do what I want with it. No, it's God's body who he has given me and I get to steward while I'm on this earth. Um, That's really the message that the Apostle Paul gives to the believers in Corinth. Uh, As you read the book, One Corinthians, they they lived in a culture which, not just like our own, was very, very sexy liberal. And even members of the church started falling into this same kind of way of thinking that, you know what, the body's just kind of meaningless. It's just kind of this case that the the real you is like the spiritual you, you know, because Christianity is a spiritual religion. And so the physical doesn't really matter. Your body doesn't really matter. And that's the way the Christians sort of thought. And so they kind of said to themselves, well, we can do what we want with our bodies. We can sleep around. We can do whatever we need to do with our bodies and um, because your body doesn't actually matter. That's physical. And what really matters is spiritual. And Paul writes to them to say, that's absolute nonsense. Your body is extremely important. Your body is extremely significant. That that mindset of your body not being important, that's that's heresy, that's heretical. And so he writes this in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 13. He says, the body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And so that verse, among others, reminds us of the first truth the Bible teaches about our bodies, which is this. Your body um, belongs to God. Your body belongs to God. The second truth we see in the Bible, though, is that your body was created for worship. Your body was created for worship. I'm sure we all have uh, many insecurities about our bodies. Maybe as you look in the mirror, I'm sure there's countless physical imperfections that you would love to change. Maybe you say I have too many spots in my face, my nose is too big, my eyes are the wrong colour. We have many imperfections that we see as we look in the mirror and we think about our own bodies. Um, However, quite often the reason these things cripple us is because we actually misunderstand what our bodies are actually for. You know, society generally views our bodies just as a means to feel good about ourselves or to draw the attention of the opposite sex or whatever the case may be. That's kind of how society views our bodies. It's just there to make me feel good about myself. So I'll do what I want with it to make me feel good about myself. I'll do what I want with it to try and kind of get attention from other people. Um, But God didn't actually create our bodies for that purpose. And actually viewing our bodies as a means to those ends of just feeling good about yourself or drawing the attention of other people, viewing your body as a means to those ends will actually just ruin you and destroy you and ultimately discourage you. Because what does the Apostle Paul says? He says, our bodies weren't created for that purpose. Our bodies were created for something so much more significant. They were created for worship. They were created for worship. He says in 1 Corinthians 6.20, you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Glorify God in your body. And so while for many people in society, their body is the thing that they worship. It's the object of their worship. Paul says for Christians, it's different. Our bodies are not the thing that we worship. Our bodies are the means through which we worship someone greater, Jesus Christ. And so that's how we're to view our bodies. Not as the thing that we worship, but the means through which we worship our creator, God, and his son, the Lord Jesus. And so as you think about that, you may be asking the question, well, how can I worship God with my body? How can I worship God with my body? I think there are a number of reasons or a number of ways that the Bible gives us that we can worship God with our bodies. Um, Firstly, you can offer your body in service. Of your hands and feet in service, uh, particularly of your local church. Uh, secondly, you can pursue purity in a sexually liberal culture. Thirdly, you can uh, live a life and express a disposition not of dissatisfaction with your physical appearance. So many people express dissatisfaction with their physical appearance, but but you can really worship and honour the Lord by not expressing dissatisfaction with the body that the Lord has given you, and not expressing that through maybe grumbling, but also through just excessive means of body decoration and cosmetics. Or fourthly, um, you can also worship God with your body by taking adequate physical care of your body, um, with reasonable sleep, with a good diet, with exercise. Uh, It's good to do these things, again, not as a means of winning the attention of other people or to make me feel good about myself, But as a means of being a good steward of the body that god has given me so your body uh, belongs to god secondly your body was created for worship thirdly finally and really briefly then your body will be redeemed your body will be redeemed um next week my car is due for mot and it's always a bit of a nervy nervy experience because my car is a bit of a bad track record quite often feels mot and um, I want you to imagine that your car's in for MOT as well. Imagine it goes in today, and as the guy does the tests on your car, he actually gives you a little report at the end, and he says, "Do you know what? Your car's useless. It's actually done. Uh, it's only really good for the scrap." And so you kind of arrange next week to go and to send your car to the scrapyard and get rid of it. If your car's going to the scrapyard next week, and you're going to get a new car next week, um, how would you treat your your current car for this next seven days? Knowing that it's going to go to the scrapyard, knowing that you're getting a new car next week, it wouldn't really make sense to to splash the cash, sure it wouldn't, on your current car. You wouldn't like kit it out with new alloys and spend thousands of pounds getting things changed and getting a new I don't know, Bluetooth player and getting it lowered and getting it spray painted and spend thousands and thousands of pounds. It would make no sense to do that in your current car because you know that in a week you're getting a new car. That car that you've currently got's going to the scrapyard. It would make no sense whatsoever. And the Bible says that's kind of like our bodies. Our current bodies are, in in one sense, temporary because at the end of all things, we're going to receive, as Christians, new, redeemed, resurrected bodies. New, redeemed, resurrected bodies. Here's what Paul says in uh, 1 Corinthians 15. He says, What is raised is imperishable. It is sown to disorder. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. And it raises, then, a spiritual body. Here's the truth. All our current bodies are slowly decaying they're slowly dying Um, none of us can change that that's just the reality of life your body develops until you're about what age 21 and from then you just get older you just get more wrinkles uh, and all these cosmetics and all these products that we can spend a ton of money on at best all they can do is delay the process but the reality is you're getting older you're getting more wrinkles your body is slowing down decaying more and more and that's not to mention other things that could happen like injury or illness, which affects your body in many other debilitating ways. Our bodies are slowly decaying. But the good news is, as Christians, we're getting new resurrected bodies. And so it makes no sense to worship your current body. At the end of the day, it's, it's slowly fading. Yes, we've got a, a, a responsibility to steward it well and to preserve it as best we can. But it makes no sense to worship it, all the while knowing that one day our our Current bodies will be redeemed and we'll get new resurrected bodies. And so all of these imperfections, all of these things about my current body, which maybe are limited in some way, even if I have things that I don't like or disabilities, whatever the case may be, one day they're going to give way to new resurrected bodies. Our current bodies, which are subject to stress and fatigue and weakness, will give way to redeemed bodies, which will be powerful, eternal and continually spiritual filled uh, Spirit-filled. And that's good news. And so that that age-old problem of sin, which causes um, insecurities about our bodies, they're going to be removed. Isn't it interesting that that even at the very beginning of time in Genesis chapter 3, when sin first came into the world, isn't it interesting that one of the first effects of sin on Adam and Eve was that they felt shame about their bodies. They immediately realized they were naked and they tried to hide themselves from God and each other because they felt shame about their bodies as soon as sin entered our world. But one day, uh, all presence and traces of sin will be re- removed and we will receive new resurrected bodies so there's a three twists to remember about your body as you think about living in a world which is obsessed with the body uh, firstly your body belongs to god secondly your body was created for worship thirdly your body will be redeemed thanks for tuning into this episode of youth talk if you'd like any other topics covered uh, please let us know and we can cover them in future weeks but if not have a great day